run over to Chesterfield here. We want to talk to the Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield, Stacy Davenport. It's been a uh, how do I put this polite? It's been a rough couple of months <laughs> with uh, Stacy Davenport and this rivalry or conflict that has arisen within the Republican Party from a delegate down in Virginia Beach, Tim Anderson, who actually went so far as to say that he was going to move his family up to Chesterfield to run against Stacey Davenport. Well, I saw Tim the other night. He says, no, that's not what I'm going to do. I've changed my mind. We're going to stay at the beach. But I'm determined to find somebody to run uh, to knock Stacey Davenport out of that position. Now, Chesterfield is important for Republicans. I mean, that's a, a big populous and it's an important uh, county for Republicans not to lose uh, to Democrats so this has got a lot of people very worried Stacy Davenport is with us this morning how where does everything stand how are you what's what's going on good morning good morning thanks for having me John uh, I'm doing great um, and to my knowledge as you said uh, delegate Anderson has announced he's not coming to Chesterfield um, and there is no one that has announced that they are going to be running against me in the Republican Party. So I am moving forward, um, expecting to secure the Republican nomination and hoping that I will be able to continue to serve the people of Chesterfield. I'm confident that I will. Um, I've, you know, my office has done some great things while I've been in office, and I think it's unfortunate that the only thing that has been discussed for the last few months is what you know, a delegate that doesn't live here and isn't ever going to live here wants to talk about. Yeah. Well, he seems very agitated by this pastor. For those who weren't following it, there was a pastor who apparently is in Virginia Beach who came, allegedly came to Chesterfield. Or I guess he did come to Chesterfield. That's not an allegation. That's true. Uh, I guess what's questionable is what his intentions were to meet someone um, for an interaction in Chesterfield, and that your office declined to fully prosecute him the way some other people who'd been caught in this sting had been prosecuted. And then I learned from listening to Jeff Katz in the afternoon that um, apparently I was not good about asking you about the records being sealed. Um, and, and there were people who were taking you to task for asking that the records uh, not be accessible uh, to the to the general public or to you know people who might want to pursue this case, what give me an update on what has happened there? And I know that you've got um, an outside counsel that's looking at whether to prosecute this individual. So I know that may influence what you can talk about. But can you bring me up to date on where things stand? Um, so really, the only thing that I can say is that. Uh, as you already indicated, the court has appointed a special prosecutor for um, the criminal aspect of the case, and the same special prosecutor has been appointed for the civil expungement. Uh, so technically, it is now another pending investigation mm. and civil case. Uh, so I'm, I'm really not able to discuss anything substantive about it at all. Do you wish you could? Is there something that you wish you could say that would make all of this go away and calm people down? Because I've been surprised at how many people do seem to be agitated about it, including Jeff, uh, my colleague in the afternoon. It has been interesting to observe. I mean, <laughs> I think what people fail to realize is that the 
attorneys that are involved in the criminal justice system mm-hmm. have special responsibilities as indicated you know by judge johnson in his ruling to appoint a special prosecutor to not discuss certain things in the media that will affect how criminal cases are handled or how the outcome uh, will be. Mm-hmm. And so there's always things in every case that we wish we could say, but we're not serving the citizens and we're not doing our job as ministers of justice if we aren't following those ethical duties and not saying things that can't be said. Okay. Um, Let me ask you about this other issue that popped up that was related to some sort of show. Uh, My understanding is it it related to domestic violence. The price tag associated with it raised some eyebrows. However, I talked to somebody who was I think tangentially affiliated with your office who said, oh, you don't know the whole story here. Once you hear the whole story, this isn't going to upset you or anybody else. So what am I missing here? Well, first of all, I don't know that I would refer to it as a show. Okay. What's Um, the right word then? It was a domestic violence awareness event. Okay. Okay. Um, And so I am a member of the faculty of a week-long domestic violence training that is put on for law enforcement and prosecutors Mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. And we added this theatrical performance about, I guess it's two years ago now, to um, the curriculum. Because what it essentially is, is... um, Advocates that work with domestic violence victims took the time to interview eight victims, um, ask a lot of questions and get a lot of detail from them about their life as a victim of domestic violence and ultimately how they managed to remove themselves from that situation and move forward with their life and become a survivor. Um, Every word that is spoken during the entire performance is word for word what these victims said during their interviews. And it answers all of the questions that the general public always discuss, but never really understand, such as why would you stay? Why don't you just leave? Right. You know, why would anybody put up with this? How did you even get in this situation? Um, and it's incredibly powerful. It is very specific in terms of the uh, violence that those people experience, both physical and Mm -hmm. sexual. Um, It talks about violence towards animals and other individuals as a means of controlling these victims and keeping them um, in this situation. And when I saw it for the first time, I believed that it was so powerful that I felt that the community as a whole needed to see this and experience this because I've learned as my years as a prosecutor handling domestic violence cases that people simply do not understand the reality of what someone that's being abused goes through. And they don't understand it in terms of members of the public. And quite frankly, a lot of members in the legal system don't understand it either. And um, I saw this as an opportunity to provide information to the community in Chesterfield in hopes that somebody 
would be helped by this. Either they would realize that they were living it and look for ways to get out, or they would realize that someone they knew was living through that and look for ways to assist them in getting out. And so once we finished with the performance, there were about a dozen community organizations that serve Chesterfield present with all of the information about what they can provide to domestic violence victims here in our community in order to assist them. Mm -hmm. And um, there were all kinds of people in attendance. It was open to the public. Uh, No one had to pay a single thing to attend. But what I thought was the most powerful, in addition to the multiple members of the public that came up to me and disclosed that they were survivors and how meaningful it was to see somebody actually care and try to make a difference Mm -hmm. was the police officer that came up to me that was in attendance and said, I feel like every single police recruit that goes to the academy should have to see this because we don't understand. Mm-hmm. So they've they've experienced it before it happens in front of them. Let me let me. I mean, it sounds like a very moving presentation, and you you your description is. Uh, I I can understand why that would be something you would want to share. It was the price tag that was associated with it, it uh, that that raised some eyebrows. What is your pushback if someone says hey this is fantastic i wish that it was cheaper but you spent too much money on it what's your pushback on that well i don't know what they think then would be a valuable uh, an appropriate value for something like this um Mm -hmm. you know i I will admit we we served a meal to the people in attendance afterwards and that Mm -hmm. was done very intentionally Mm -hmm. because i wanted them to day after the performance and have an opportunity to talk to the community organizations there, speak with the people that were involved in the performance that were advocates, um, be able to ask questions and Mm. discuss this. Um, But did, not to interrupt you, but uh, let me ask you though, uh, I apologize. Did, did the money come out of your office or I guess maybe that's where I'm headed on this. Where did the money come from? So the money that was spent was asset forfeiture money, which is money that's seized from people convicted of committing crime in our community. Mm -hmm. And um, recently, the Department of Criminal Justice Services determined that a positive way that that money could be spent was to affect change in the community and encourage positive interactions between law enforcement and community members. And um, I felt this would be an effective way to try to make positive change in our community and allow an opportunity for the community to see what law enforcement does. So not of tax money. Putting people in jail. Yeah, not tax money. I, okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's a, that is a distinction. I guess people could still argue about it if they, uh, if they, if they wanted to, but I think that is a kind of an important distinction to make. Well, I'm about to run out of time, but where do you think things stand um, with your office and uh, with with the uh, the police department, there was a little bit of tension there. Are things smoothed out, or you you feel like things are better at this point, or there's still tension? How would you evaluate that? Um, I, you know, I would say there's not any tension on behalf of my office. I have always enjoyed working with the Chesterfield Police Department. 
Um, my office enjoys working with the Chesterfield Police Department, and we are continuing to move forward as if everything is exactly as it, ha- as it has been. Um, you know, we have some of the best police officers in the state. They're absolutely committed to this community, and we're committed to working with them to keep the community safe. Listen, I appreciate the chance to talk to you uh, when when we uh, have you on the air, and I and I love having an opportunity to talk to you directly. So I'm not just hearing rumors from other people. So thank you for being bold enough to come on the radio and share with us what you what you can with the, the professional restrictions that that surround you. Stacy Davenport, the Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield, I appreciate. Thank it. you.